Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Have you given thought to failure is success and progress? Consider yourself lucky if you've experienced failure. The knowledge and growth attained as a result prepares you for future endeavors. Let's take a look at more examples of successful people who failed during their quest for success. When he was a child, no one would have considered Albert Einstein an Einstein. Well, he had difficulty communicating and learning in a traditional manner. His parents thought he was subnormal, and one of his teachers described him as mentally slow, unsociable, and adrift forever in foolish dreams. He was expelled from school. He finally did learn to speak and read and even to do a little math. But he never let any of it get him down. Anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new, he maintained. He kept trying new things and kept making mistakes, but he built on those mistakes and eventually was awarded the Nobel Prize in physics for, among other things, his discovery of the theory of relativity. Bill Gates and Paul Allen put on their talents together and started a business called Travel Data. Positioning traffic counters throughout urban areas, they translated the raw data they collected, generated it into valuable reports, and sold those reports to cities throughout the state of Washington. It was genius, and almost as suddenly, it was pointless. The state started giving the reports away for free, and the business model became obsolete. Gates and Allen closed the doors. They had failed. The two college dropouts started looking for another opportunity and found it in a popular electronics magazine that touted a new computer system that sparked an idea. What if they could figure out how to implement basic programming language for the system? Over the next eight weeks, they put their all into the challenge and Microsoft was born. When they moved the company from Albuquerque, New Mexico to Bellevue, Washington, they had 13 employees and modest revenues. This year, the company will exceed $168 billion in revenues, 
with 182,000 employees worldwide. No one would argue that Plan B far exceeded the potential of that limited failure. One of the greatest things about failure is that it helps provide perspective. Under normal circumstances, it can be difficult to step back and gain perspective. To understand how vastly different perspective can be, consider this. A piece of bread, which seems relatively small to you, would seem enormous to an ant. But seen from outer space, something you can hold in your hand and smear with peanut butter, something that would completely crush an entire gaggle of ants, would be so small it wouldn't even register on the radar. Your perspective is informed by a collection of opinions, beliefs, and experiences. Failure, taken as part of your experience, forces you to step back and look at things in a different way. Maybe you've always looked at failure as a weakness, a mistake, a negative, something to be avoided at all costs. And until your experience tells you otherwise, that is the perspective to which you will stubbornly cling. Once you experience failure, however, and learn that it can actually be a benefit, learn that it won't actually kill you or cause irreparable damage, you find you no longer have to dread failure. You have a new perspective, a new vision. No one sets out to fail, of course. No one goes looking for failure in all the wrong places, but sometimes it happens. For some, it even happens a lot, but if you succeed in changing your perspective, you will be prepared for that eventuality. It will no longer terrify you. Perspective reminds us of an important principle. The world is relative and it needs relative solutions. What works beautifully in one situation may completely collapse in another. That's where failure can creep in. But because you understand it's all relative, you can more easily pick yourself up and keep trying, knowing that just down the road is the solution that will work. Knowing that just down the road is the solution that will work. You just have to maintain your forward momentum and you'll get there. With this ability to change your perspective, failure forces you to break with the norm and do something different, to think bigger, to break through the bounds you've always felt constrained by, to see a broader, grander, more inspired vision, to become a greater version of yourself, one free of old limitations. The change perspective that comes with failure helps you focus on trying, not on what might happen if you try and fail. NBA great Michael Jordan puts it this way, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. Jordan, the legend on the court, knows a lot about failing, and he has experienced the way it can change perspective. If you can believe it, Michael Jordan initially failed to make his high school basketball team. Can you imagine someone with that talent playing for your school? Once he finally got a chance to play, he was cut from the team. It was total heartbreak, a 
and that wasn't the last of the failures he experienced. But when you mention the name Michael Jordan, most people think only of success. Success may certainly be the title of the greatest basketball player in the history of the game. But even with that accolade, Jordan says his perspective stayed grounded. I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Michael Jordan personifies a healthy perspective, born of failure, one that has launched him to tremendous success. Possibly the most astonishing failure rejection story of all is that of J.K. Rowling. You've heard the tale, a single mother living on welfare. She started writing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on napkins in a corner cafe while she tended to her small daughter. Her book was rejected 12 times, once by a myopic publisher who advised that she not quit her day job. Seems that publisher had it all wrong, but Rowling had the perspective to keep going despite the blistering criticism. Today, she is internationally renowned for her Harry Potter children's fantasy series and has sold hundreds, I said hundreds of millions of copies that have been adapted into a blockbuster film franchise. In 2004, she became the first billionaire author. I'm guessing she doesn't miss that day job. You know, the one she never had to begin with. Failing the right way. There is a right way to fail. Face it, no one goes out looking for failure. In fact, failure usually flies right at you out of nowhere and slaps you in the face, the last thing you were expecting. So how on earth can there be a right way to do something you weren't even thinking about doing? The right way to fail doesn't mean you're anticipating it or that you're hunkered down waiting for it to launch a blitz. It doesn't mean you check off items on a list just so you can cover all the bases. It does mean you do everything you can to minimize its impact if it does come along and ambush you. And that all boils down to risk. If you want to emerge from failure with the tenacity and ability to gather up the pieces and move on to a better future, make sure you're being wise about the risk you take, both professionally and personally. It can be a delicate balancing act because you need to risk enough to embrace change and adventure, but not so much that you risk making a devastating mistake. In most cases, that's not as hard as it sounds. After all, as human beings, we are instinctively programmed to avoid risks that will kill us. There's a reason you would never throw your arms out to your sides with careless abandon and jump off a cliff at dead horse point. You would eventually hit the ground, but it would be your last act in mortality. Everything that combines to make up you would keep you from doing something so foolish. It would be too great a risk. 
what your mind and body and spirit will risk are ways in which you can hit the ground, then get back up again and again and again. Those are calculated risks, intelligent risks. R.H. Macy fell down three or four times. Then he took a calculated risk. He located his store far north of the competition and offered things they didn't. It worked. His days of falling down and getting back up were over. Let's say you've experienced a failure. Let's say you've picked yourself up. Let's say you've dusted yourself off and you're determined to keep going. That's exactly as it should be. But when you're deciding what to do and where to go from here, do a few calculations. Avoid the temptation to run by the seat of your pants. Instead, take a few deep breaths and come up with a couple of plans. There's nothing wrong with gut instinct as long as you've fed your gut some information. In other words, consider the possibility. Consider the possible as well as the likely outcomes of each plan before you jump in with both feet. Be realistic about what you're risking. It's generally not a good idea to risk everything unless you know you have access to the resources you'll need to recover afterward, just in case things don't work. A man I know was offered a lucrative six-month contract to work as a security engineer in Louisville, Kentucky, after a prolonged period of unemployment. Taking the contract would necessitate a move from Phoenix, Arizona. It was a risk. There was a chance the six-month contract would become permanent if they liked him and all the stars aligned. But there was also a chance the job would end after six months and he'd be unemployed again. He drafted several plans and after assessing the possible outcomes, he settled on one. He took a calculated risk, loaded the essentials into his car and drove to Kentucky, but he kept the lease on his apartment in Phoenix, renting it to an acquaintance for the six months he knew he'd be in Kentucky. What if the contract didn't become permanent and he was out of work again in six months? He still had a home to which he could return. What if the contract did become permanent? He could make a quick trip west and settle his affairs there. Neither scenario equated to jumping off the cliff at Dead Horse Point. Try to hedge your bets. Take risks, but take manageable risks. Keep moving, keep trying, but go at a pace that challenges you without annihilating you. There's a big difference between getting a few bumps and bruises from a failure and crashing so hard you break every bone in your body. When you do sustain those bumps and bruises, take careful note of what happened and how you might do things differently the next time. Then get up, get moving, and make sure there is a next time because the next time could make all the difference. Chemical magnet and philanthropist John Huntsman Sr., Put it this way, never quit believing that you can develop in life. Never give up. Don't deny the inward spirit that provides the drive to accomplish great things in life. Maintain your passion. Be determined this won't be your last failure. So disabuse yourself of that notion right now. There will be more. At the very least, there will be obstacles. 
What will you do when they come? Decide right now that you will never, ever, ever, ever throw in the towel. Decide right now that you will keep trying no matter what. Decide right now that quitting simply isn't an option, not for you anyway. Once you've calculated your risks and know where you're going, go with all your might. Invest your heart, set your compass, and fix it on your destination. Decide. You will do whatever it takes to get there. What it boils down to is this. The right way to fail is to keep on going. Keep on doing. Do what will eventually get you where you want to be, even if there are some problems or hairpin turns or obstacles along the way to your destination. More than 2,000 years ago, Aristotle nailed it when he said, we are what we repeatedly do. In your quest, whatever it is, take on the words of Britain's visionary prime minister, Winston Churchill. Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Allow me to repeat that. Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. At a moment in his career, actually at a moment in his nation's history, when all seemed lost, Winston Churchill drew a line in the sand and made clear what had to be done. His words not only said what had to be done, but inspired those who had to do it. The next time you are blessed with failure, borrow his sentiment as you get up to resume the fight. We shall go to the end. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island. Whatever the cost may be, we shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. PFAM, on the success stories shared, you know that quitting is not an option and that failure can be the best thing when you put things in perspective. I can support your efforts to get back in the game. Email me at contact at drdcarroll.com. Again, contact at drdcarroll.com. C-O-N-T-A-C-T at D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot com. PFAM, allow me to leave you with Psalms 27.1, which tells us, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarroll.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L 
www.thepeacefulmovement.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.